Welcome to the Candy and Ravo podcast, episode 76, recorded in Candy's box room. I'm about to man dig something up. <laughs> Lovely, what a great start. I caught that perfect way. <laughs> Did I catch that, did it? I just caught you, man. I just caught you saying that. That's brilliant now. That's the perfect start to this podcast. That's all anyone ever wants to hear coming out of Rainbow's mouth. What are you opening? Here. Oh, you have a tin. How do I always forget about tinnies? <gasps> Ray, is that Guinness? Yeah. Just in case anyone out there is wondering, we are recording this on Zoom. So Ray is in his house. Uh, I'm in mm-hmm. my house. So we're chatting. Ray is doing. Now, be careful, Ray, because I've watched a thousand videos on how to pour a guinea out of a can. This, everyone's, this is the way you do this it. This is the way you do it. Is this? So what, yeah, you Ray, just put it upside down. Yeah, Ray has the can upside down. It's not touching the glass, the can, now. But he's pouring no. it straight out, no waiting around, no tear, no wash up, and it's straight in. And you reckon this is the bee's knees, Ray, the cat's pajamas. I'm sure after seeing it there now, isn't it perfect? Now it's very bubbly on top, it's like an arrow. Now, that's and- the problem though, Ray, that people are giving out about. You can't have it bubbly on top. What right. I've seen boys doing, right, from what Kendy's been looking at, and Ray K will probably tell me this, uh, and maybe Paul Newell's as well, because they seem to have it down to a T. I think you put the Guinness... <laughs> Into the glass and let it sit in the glass and take your hands off the can. Do you know what I mean? Oh, oh, with you. And I think oh, that'll, that'll work. That'll stop the aero bar coming out at the top. Oh, I'm because sad it's now. funny now because there's boys settling for less than what they deserve nowadays when it comes to the Guinness. I know I'm boys, one of them. I know boys out there who drink the Guinness, right? And if there was Me included, a, if there was a hint, yeah, you included. If there was a hint of it looking anything like the surface of Mars. <laughs> They would send it back. Any little bubble, any anything. But they have no choice now. It's humbled. This mm. coronavirus has humbled Guinness drinkers up and down this country, Ray. Yourself included. Speaking of the coronavirus, though, those tins were obviously handled by someone recently. And if I pour the thing and, and all the liquid touches the outside of the can, you're not getting coronavirus out of that then. Well, you probably Why are we sh- calling it coronavirus? It's not peronivirus. It's peronivirus. Which <laughs> On this podcast, it's, it's peronivirus. It's 100% peronivirus. But, Ray, I mean... You know, everything you touch has been touched by someone else nowadays anyway. Haven't you go down to the shop to get Pringles? Do you know? Everything except myself. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Cheers to that, Ray. <laughs> Cheers, like <laughs> It looks all right there, bar, bar the air, bar the top. Bar the air, bar the top of us. Uh... Oh, the ball is in. The game is oh. on, lads, huh? huh? Face the puck out, lads, and kick it into the kitchen. That's a nice tin, I have to say. Um, so this, <laughs> this Ray, is, of course, one of the isolation feckin' podcasts that we're doing. You're sitting there in your lovely little dark workspace. Yep. Uh, I'm sitting here in my beautiful Bryce podcast studio. But come here, this isn't the first time we've been like this, Ray, between myself and yourself. Um, as in, literally, between myself and yourself, we have recorded like this before. We did it for the live yeah. podcast last Sunday. Which was, do, you want to tell the, do you want to tell the people what happened there yeah. now, as in the idea behind it and all the background and whatnot? So what happened was, in case you missed us, we recorded a live podcast last Sunday with thanks to Mike Gookin in Studio Rove. And also with mm-hmm. thanks to White Hag as well, who sponsored the show. And Tony T got a big load of free beer because he won the competition. It wasn't last Sunday, no, it was the Sunday before. Was it Sunday before? It was Easter Sunday. Oh, jeez, yeah. Easter Sunday. What day is today? It is, oh, Jesus, what day is it? Tuesday. Oh, jeez, I'm losing the run of it. That was 10 days hmm. ago, nearly. Eight days ago. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? Jesus Christ, man, I'm losing. The time is flying when you're having the fun. I'm losing the head. But uh, we recorded that, and it was all tremendous, and 
Uh, we did a virtually talented spoof show where... Can we in case tell you people didn't why know, we had to do that? Yeah, in case you didn't know already, <laughs> they were not real entries. The reason... Oh, not now. Huh? Well, not now. Let me explain this. Go on, go on, go on. We put it out to the fans. Yeah. We said, send us in your talented videos. Yeah. We got one video of Noel Kenny dancing around the kitchen with his mother. No, we got another video then of Craig Kenny throwing tea bags into a cup, which was actually an unbelievable talent. It wasn't me shite. It was the girlfriend or someone putting it in the teacup after he threw it. No shagging way was it, Ray. There was oh, no there's a camera- trick to that, yeah. There was no camera trickery. Oh, I, ref- no. I refuse that- to believe there was camera <laughs> trickery done. If there was, man, I don't believe in Alice anymore. Santi, anything. Well, we, we got no entries, apart from them two. Other than the Kennys, we got no entries. No one has talent, basically. And uh, and, and then and then Mike below the studio row was mad to do it. He yeah. said, come on, I want to do the talent show. And I said, we'd have to use, like, YouTube videos. So, yeah. we did. Fake ones. So, yeah. we used, we got Brendan Tierney, who is mm-hmm. the sensei. And sensei. Uh, he's up there in the management suite of the podcast. And he... Um, the big books. He, we said, Brendan, just pick some random videos. We pretend it's people. And it'll very obviously be not people that we know. One of those videos was mm-hmm. copyright struck by Facebook. Now, yeah. Ray, you in the cold light of day woke up that morning and got the from Monday. an email. Yeah, on the Monday, from an email yeah. from Facebook saying what? Uh, dear sir, madam. Right? Because yeah, it's 2020. Yeah, because it's 2020. <laughs> and, and <laughs> dear sir, because ma- women, women could run Facebook pages, you know? I, yeah, it's not likely, <laughs> you know? but they probably could, I'd say. You know, yes, would be very forward thinking. If they had a to mind the kids, maybe they could do something. I don't know. Which, you know. <laughs> dear, dear, dear sir, madam, you stuck up a video. A video. <laughs> a video. <laughs> you stuck up a video uh, last could, night and it was full of copyrighted videos. But did it say one or multiple? I don't know. I'm actually, I must get the phone out here. Because here's, here's the thing. This is when Kendi found out then that evening because I didn't look at before the whole day. Um... I got annoyed that they didn't tell us what it was, what video it was, what part of the show got copyright struck, uh, whether it was multiple videos, whether it was one video, whether it was this video in particular. But what was it, Ray? Uh, it didn't say. It, it said, didn't, because we received no. a report that it violates someone else's intellectual property rights. Now, so there we go. So they didn't even tell us why they took the video down, yeah. what it was that... But then they threatened us. What, what did they say to us? They say, come here, man. If you keep, here, do you see if you? you? <laughs> Here, man, if, if you keep this up, we will block your ability to upload videos, no. right? Yep. And ultimately, we could remove the page entirely. Unbelievable, isn't it? And and the admin who posted the content has also been persecuted separately. Who's that? Uh, Mike. He got 40 lashes. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was Easter, you know? It was <laughs> lashes time. But that's the thing, you see. we That show that we did, Ray, was like an hour and 40 minutes. Oh, they took the whole thing down. And because of a five, ten minute segment, and based on that five, ten minute segment, a video mm-hmm. that was less than a minute long, they threatened yep. to take our whole page off us. And, which we haven't mentioned yet, they took the whole video off Facebook and we cannot get it back. Imagine, just imagine if we had done something marvellous. Like if it wasn't the bag of shite that it was, imagine if we had done something marvellous. Yeah, it was fair wallop. Down. I'd be heartbroken. <laughs> I know, but that... I know, but, you know, Ray, that means nothing because it could have been something marvellous. It doesn't matter if it was marvellous or drivel. It was drivel. But we still, but, they oh, took the video is... off us and they said, you know, like, and they said to us, you know, we're going to take your page off if you do that again. We don't even know hmm. what we did. We don't know, yeah, was it a video? Was it saying someone's name? Was it? No, it was a video. 100%. 100%. 
Oh, absolutely. Okay. It was one of the old uh, shitey YouTube videos. Yeah, of course we like know the, that, Ray. As in, farting or something. Yeah, like we've put our head together and gone, okay, it was obviously one of the videos, but they didn't tell hmm. us what it was. Like, Oh, no, it did. It said it was one of the videos. So it said it was one of the videos of the Virtually Talented show. <laughs> Facebook must have been watching. <laughs> it was around 30 minutes in and it was the one you called Paddy Malloy's video when he was <laughs> farting to the tune of a Queen song. It was Paddy Malloy farting, they said. We have yeah. to take that down. That's what it was. If I yeah, actually, honest, no, you're right. It doesn't actually say what it was. No, it, it just says say something. It, it just said, yeah. Huh. So they just took the video off as we can't get that video back. Uh, we were fair vexed and down on ourselves. But until, until, until I was sitting below in the living room watching um, a movie about uh, about Jesus Christ getting crucified. Uh, I think I've seen it before. I know how it ends. Okay. <laughs> well, this was the aftermath. I've seen that this episode. Was a, it was basically a film called Risen and it was about a Roman soldier who was tasked with investigating why this lad apparently rose from the dead. Played by the incomparable by I- Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> no, it wasn't. He played Jesus. He said, I'll be back. And he hasn't come back since. <laughs> on. Anyway, I was watching that flat out enjoying myself there of an Easter Monday, you know? Yeah. And uh, Sean's right, he came into the room, you know, so how's it going? How you going? How are you going? How are you? I said, Sean, I said, fair play it, yeah. Yeah. And he said, uh, he said, Jesus, uh, how are you getting on today? And I said, I'm devastated. Because obviously the show was gone. Mm-hmm. And he said, this is still on my Facebook. No. He hadn't refreshed the Facebook feed on his phone. Since the and, night before. And I wouldn't have thought that would be possible with Sean Riley. I would have <laughs> thought he would always be refreshing it every couple of seconds. Yeah, he never takes that no. phone away. But he, he didn't. And I said, please give me the phone, you know, delicately. Yeah. So he, he handed the phone over to me with the video playing. And then I brought it upstairs. It only just started. Brought it upstairs, lamped it into the laptop, and I recorded all the audio of the video, which was great. Yeah, not we. So we lost the video, but thanks to Sean's inability to refresh his phone and Ray's mm-hmm. quick thinking, we kept the audio from that show, yeah. which is tremendous because the worst part of that show was the audio. <laughs> absolutely, oh, <laughs> because absolutely. it lagged so bad. But I think Ray has spent some time this week dicking up the audio. To try and make yeah. it sound like there wasn't a 20-second lag between everyone's speaking. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I have the highlights. There isn't many. This is going to be a short segment. I won't <laughs> lie to you. But that's okay. So what we're going to do now is, and again, like Ray loves to do, it's the highlight of something that me and Ray done and I can't remember and have not heard before. Right. Which, okay. Well, yeah. we're going to start off. The first, mate, well, I'm going to skip past the intro babble because it was basically me and you struggling with the fact that there was a four-second delay. Yeah. Pretty, yeah. So we, we skipped past that. But the um the first bit was Cartoon Candy. Oh yep. You remember Cartoon Candy? Yeah, I enjoy Cartoon Candy. Good looking fella. <laughs> He's a good looking boy now, I have to say that Cartoon Candy. A very tanned young man wearing a dress. That's all it was. <laughs> uh it was a shawl, Ray. <laughs> shawl no, that was not a dress. Shawl no. So yeah. for anyone who didn't see the, the live show, we're just going to play the little monologue that Cartoon Candy um uh, came in on and chatted about. Uh, when he says Cartoon Candy, the name of the segment was What's Trendy with Cartoon Candy? And the idea behind it is that Cartoon Candy goes around and tells you everything that's trending around TikTok and Instagram and all the social media worlds. And oh, yeah. uh, it was, you know, just a, a, a quick little update for the people. Because if there's one thing I know about Cartoon Candy, he big in on What's Trendy. Hello and welcome to What's Trendy with Cartoon Candy, where we take a look back at the week to see what was trending around the wonderful world of social media. Firstly, One Direction drove fans around the world into a frenzy when Liam Payne said the boys are in talks to hold a reunion. 
It's ten years since Simon Cowell launched One Direction into a world of incomparable fame, stupid haircuts and the adoration of every single young one on the planet. Rumour has it that they're organising an event to take place in July of this year to mark their ten year anniversary. But given the current state of the coronavirus, I think the best fans can expect is like a Zoom conference call between the lads or if they're lucky, a group only fans account where the boys can sell Mickey pics for a reasonable monthly subscription. In other news, perhaps the most damaging aspect of the coronavirus is that everybody and their dog is now a content creator. Sitting at home on their arse has prompted a staggering 90% increase in cringy live feeds and vlogs and useless comedy sketches. Well, ourselves included. All you need is a smartphone and bad audio quality, and you too can be a live streamer, vlogger, musician, beautician, personal trainer, comedian, dancer, or just an all-round social media influencer. The most prominent platform for such endeavours is, without doubt, TikTok. Trending on TikTok this week has been a whole host of challenges, dances, voiceover dubs and singing performances, all of which have included, you guessed it, young one's arses. It seems you can't get TikTok famous unless your video includes yoga pants or short shorts or a braless young one. With that being said, here are some of the trends that have stood out to Kendi this week. Young ones walking in naked on their fella while they're playing video games. Cardi B's tremendous way of saying coronavirus. Bending over from beginner to expert. And a short and simple dance to the weekend's blinding lights. You know, Kendi actually enjoyed that one. People are still talking the Netflix documentary Tiger Joe. The series follows a charismatic gentleman with 180 tigers, 70 chimps, 40 staff and two husbands. One thing I noticed from watching the antics of Joe and the fellow big cat hoarders is why is everyone polyamorous? It's not enough for these people to have hundreds of tigers, but they have to have loads of wives and husbands too. And why are these wives and husbands like, uh, yeah, another partner? No panic at all. You finish with me, I'll head out and make the tea, and you can start warming up Sheila there. It makes no sense to Kendi, but hey, what do I know about the wonderful world of multiple arses per person? Anyway, tune in again next week where we'll be discussing the latest trends right here on What's Trendy with Cartoon Kendi. Alright, so that might have sounded like Kendi, because out of context, there's no cartoon there, but that's not Kendi, that's Cartoon <laughs> Kendi. It's a completely different shark. It's a completely different shark. That's not me like it sounds like me, but it's not. Can that is Cartoon Kendi, and he has a mind of his own, Cartoon Kendi. He's completely <laughs> external to me, and his thoughts are his thoughts, and my thoughts are my thoughts. And the reason I say that, Ray, between me and you is that I'm thinking about making Cartoon Kendi a bit more vicious, and that doesn't matter because he's a character, Ray, you see, and he can say what he yeah. wants, but we talk he about that. He can get hate mail too, you know. You know, let him get hate mail. I'm not getting hate mail. That's Cartoon Kendi getting the hate mail. <laughs> Can I break you up with a couple of points there now that you come up with? Okay. Cartoon Kendi came up now, with, yeah. One Erection. Yeah. Did you see the little clip of... Now, I'm not going to talk much about what you talked about. Okay. But did you see the little clip of Niall Horan in the car with James Corden? No. Doing what? You probably didn't. Right. They were doing a lie detector test. Right. Oh, Jesus. Right. Okay. It was tremendous. Right. Is this one of those carpool Kendis? Carpool Kendis. But sure, of course, Niall can't sing, so they couldn't do anything like that. They had to go with an owl. <laughs> <laughs> something else like a bit of entertainment Ray, Ray, you know? that's so awful Niles Hurid can sing man he can sing of course he can of course he, he can I won't take it to piss Niall that one fairness I know you're a regular listener oh, he's always listening shout whatnot. out to Niall there for playing shout out to Niall no but anyway it's very funny so so the, the, what did it happen then your man James Corden asked him what is your favourite uh, show to sing live on do you know in the merch alright okay yeah. And of course, Niall says, Oh, yeah, late, late show, James Gordon. Oh, yeah. And it was a pure lie. <laughs> <laughs> well, it came up as a lie. Is that what you said to me? It came up as a lie. There was a beardy buck in the back seat with a lie detector machine. Oh, right. And then uh, then Niall was asked again by James Gordon, What's the real What's the real thing here? And then, Jimmy so, what's Kimmel. the actual answer? Yeah. 
Jimmy Kimmel. Saturday Night Live. No, oh, the, Saturday Night Live. Uh, no, is it SNL? Yeah, yeah, it must be SNL, yeah. Well, so Saturday Night Live is SNL, Ray. Yeah, that's what it was. So. <laughs> Saturday Night Live? No, I don't think so. No, no. It was SNL. I thought it was Jimmy Fallon. In my head, I would just seen Jimmy Fallon. No, well, it could have been Jimmy Fallon, actually. I don't know if it was Jimmy yeah. Kimmel. You're the one telling me about this. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're believing me now Yeah sorry It must have been Jimmy Kimmel Kenty uh, I thought Jimmy Fallon But you're right When the Nile Horan Cut back then And he said Which which is your favourite song uh, His song Whatever you call it Sad Eyes Whatever you call it What do you call his song With the eyes in it um, haven't Starry Eyes Or something Sh- Nile Horan's song With about the eyes Right okay Nile Horan's singing about, about your eyes Yeah okay yeah. Big I song that in there. Yeah yeah <laughs> Or Harry Styles' uh, Sounds of the Summer Oh, that is that called. the new Harry Styles song, is this? No, it's the old one, the first one he came out with. Ray, <laughs> why is Harry Styles dressing like Auntie Una? Well, for the very reason you've just asked me that question, that is why he's dressing like Auntie Una. Why? Because of the fact that it's getting people chatting about him. It's ridiculous, Ray. Oh, Did it's very see, uncomfortable. It's, I find it deeply, deeply uncomfortable. Ray, I can't watch it, man. <laughs> I had to have a shower when I saw the photo. <laughs> I'd just seen him in a bit of film. Oh, Ria, what? I felt dirty, man. I was crying sitting down in the shower and everything. <laughs> the head, no man well, in the blows. Auntie Una, anyway. So poor old James Corden had to pick between the two songs. What song, what song do you think he picked? He picked Harry, Harry Stylish. He did. He did. Harry Stylish. And was that the truth? Oh, he wasn't on the lie detector, was he? He was, no, he was in the lie detector too. All oh, right, okay. That's so true. that it ends up being that he liked the Harry that, Styles. That's my shite story about One Erection. Well, it's brilliant, Ray. I really enjoyed um, that that uh, content. Going on to the content creation and you were you were talking about everybody going on doing bits. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Whatever happened to the nightly live shows that you were doing at the start of the lockdown on Twing? Huh? Oh, on the what Twitch. What you doing nightly, nightly Kendi shows? Yeah, i I done a couple of Twitch streams. Uh, I, now that I am finished. I called it Twing. Twing. <laughs> right. I was doing Twitch streams. I, I am going to be streaming again, Ray. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably in the next two or three days. I have been okay. inundated with recording work because Kendi, he now in high demand, Ray. Is he? To go, oh, Kendi in high demand, Ray. For the last two weeks, I have been recording a little Irish song for the Kieran Quinn live theme night this Thursday oh, night, right. folks. Thursday night, folks. Make sure you tune in on Facebook, folks, on the Kieran Quinn music page, folks. Because there's going to be a, a live team night and Kendi doing a song on us. And I spent two weeks recording it, Ray. Not because I care, like, because it, if whatever way it goes, like, I didn't put that much work into it. Not 18 hours a day. Mm. Definitely not. Is it, that's why I haven't seen you in 10 days. Uh, I have been working a lot on that song <laughs> to try and make it sound well. Also, Ray's playing on that. It sounds unbelievable now, Ray. Unbelievable. Right. Ray McAndrews playing bass on that song, lads. I'm just, I know, I'm just sitting there with a big grumpy face on me as if I'm being held there against my own will. Uh, to be That's honest, Ray, like. you kind of were being held there against oh, your own will. Because I properly. rang you and said, Ray, you play bass on that there, will you? Hmm. <laughs> I get the feeling that probably wasn't maybe one of your first choices. You would have preferred to perhaps maybe not play bass on that track, I would say. That's precisely what I would have preferred not to do. Yeah, or yeah. to do. Would be not play the bass. Because as well, it's hard, it's hard to look anyways. I don't, I'm, I have a bar, very, very bad resting bass face. <laughs> right? Rest My resting bass. bass face is not, it's not pleasant. It's right. grumpy looking. Yeah, you got a grumpy old bass face in you. Yeah, yeah. And I was sitting in an office chair and she, you can't play bass in an office chair. My shoulder looked like it was contorted. I was like this, you know. I just, I just look shite Ray I think you looked well So there's a video yeah. To go along with that lads You'll get to see Ray's contorted uh, Rest and bass face 
if you uh, if you tune in at eight o'clock on Thursday, this Thursday coming, which is I don't know whatever day we put this out. It's the twenty uh, third. So this Thursday be, the twenty third. Thursday the twenty third. We'll of see April. it after as well. 30, 23rd of April, folks. If you want to tune in, folks, they're on the uh, Kieran Quinn Music Facebook page, folks, and you see loads of savage uh, Sligo artists who've yeah. all put songs together in isolation, and it's do tremendous. You know what, do you know what's a pity? Is it's a bit like I, I think there's something like twenty entries, right? Mm. And it's a bit like if you think about it, twenty entries on you know. On the on the on the internet of a mm. night, yeah. it's a bit like it's a bit like the Eurovision, isn't it? Is it? It's a bit like, it's a, bit like a local Eurovision. <laughs> Are you trying to run some competition through Kendi's veins because you're not competitive? Well, wouldn't it be good crack if we actually had you know a scatter of juries or something? You know that'd be funny. Ah, oh, for feck's sake, Ray! Don't put this pressure on me now as well. Yeah, but you, do you think you'd do well? Do you think you'd get the old twelve points? Would you? Um. Okay, Ray. I hate it. If I say this, will you not put this on this edit? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'll keep this off, yeah. If I... I am 100% going to be the best video on song on that night. <laughs> Between me and you. Between me and you. It, Quietly it, now, and nobody else it, will hear about this. Let's say if it was a Eurovision night. Yeah. 100% I would be winning it. No politics, no voting for your neighbours. Kendi would win it straight out. Like hard rock hallelujah from Lordy. And, now, uh, what countries do you think would go for you? All Where do you think the that's strongest? That's There would be would no... I, I feel like the song would have a good hit in Eastern Europe. Right. You're talking, so the Latvias and the Polands you, and the Well, yeah you're, the talk, yeah, you're talking about the Estonians, the Croatians, the Latvians, the yeah. Birmingham, all of those places. They would It would be huge, <laughs> Ray. This is in between yeah. me so don't, but we'll not put this out. Listen to me now. No. But shouldn't we, without even telling Quinn or anyone that's listening to us, yeah, run it like Eurovision because... I mean, for my confidence, that'd be unbelievable because I would very evidently win it. Like, well, I'd have to do a bit of work on that, and I'd have to organise a rake of juries and see what they'd actually come up with. Okay, do that. Yeah, I, I, am, I could. Yeah, that means me contacting the guts of maybe thirty countries. What contact can you have? You contacts in thirty countries? Well, I I know most people in most countries. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, I know people them. in most countries. Uh, all of them. Name anyone. Yeah, Name anyone. Uh, I know Dervil over in, the, in, in in Belgium. You know Dervil in Belgium, okay. I do. E- I know Rachel in um, in Copenhagen there in Denmark. Do you know Igor? I know Sarah Crummy. Is below, well, you used to be below in Paris. God knows she might have come home now, but I'll have to check with her and see. Well, look, Ray, it, between me and you, let's do this. Let's hit a Eurovision. Right. And, of course, Kendi's going to win it. Like, Look, uh, just leave it with me. I'll see how I get on with the with the few, and the few contacts. Perhaps after the show, like... We'll release wait, wait. the results because there's no point in us doing a team night, Ray. Oh, look at this big team night! There's a hundred great musicians. <laughs> Where there's Psycho. no winner. <laughs> oh, there's no winner though. It doesn't matter. All of them are equal. They're, we're not all equal, Ray. I am um, head and shoulders above most of these people. All okay. of these people. Right. Fair now, enough. Wait, I'll work on that. Okay. Well, I'm going to move you swiftly yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. No, no. But let's go podcast. back in. Yeah, because we got to cut this. Out. We got to cut that out, obviously, and edit back into. So make this sound natural, okay? Yeah. Okay. Um, you talked about um. TikTok. Perfect. Yeah. And I know we discussed this on the um on the live podcast, but you mentioned about the uh, naked video games. Naked video I, games, yeah. I have a question. Go on. You would play video games quite a lot. Yeah, some some might say too much. Yeah. Have you Sorry, experienced my leave insert results might say too much. <laughs> yeah. Have, have you experienced this phenomenon in your own home? Uh I haven't experienced this phenomenon in my own home, and I think because Nicola knows better. Right. What kind of a reaction would Nicola get now if she landed in the old dressing gown and it fell off her? 
uh, from me. Yeah. She would get a swift arm pushing her face out of the way. I'd have, I would have no interest in that. Um, Nicholas, yeah. sorry, I'm trying to save the world here in Call of Duty. Like, men have to go to war. This is what happens. Like, get out yeah. of my way with them cans. Would you, you please put your clothes on now? Would you get those cans out of my face, Nicholas? Have a time. And then, and secondly, then on the TikTok side of things, and again, we discussed this on the live on the live thing there, the Facebook. Um, you mentioned something about between beginner and expert, and something about girls' arses. What oh, was that? Yeah. About? Sorry, by the way, you're saying I said all this. It was Cartoon Kennedy that said all this. Yeah. So, <laughs> different fella, Ray. Different fella. Different shark. Completely different shark. What Cartoon Kennedy was on about was a trend where the Bjors do be. Do you know what they look like, Ray? They look like your your cat when he's about to get sick. You know, <laughs> the way the back just cock up on them. They're up and right. down, and it looks like a yoga position, what they call the downward spaniel. Right. right? The downward dogging. And uh, you go then, and you. Don't say dogging, because that, that infers what's actually happening yeah, if there's someone else involved. No, but <laughs> downward to, dogging. To, you know, you can read into that all you want, Ray. Yeah. They end up arching their back further and further down and sticking their arse further and further up. And the further oh. down you get your belly, and the higher yeah. up you get your arse, that's supposed to be expert level. So at what though? I don't understand. At what? <laughs> what are you expert at? Hooran. Oh. <laughs> Here, everybody, come follow my TikTok page. Right, gonna be. I'm gonna show you how to be an expert feckin' hooer. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? To you? Let's clear that up now. I knew you had. I knew you had a good, a good explanation <laughs> in you, and that was the one I was looking for. Hooran. <laughs> That's what it is. Hi, guys. I got 12 million followers. So I'm going to show my 12 million followers how to be a dirty old whore. That's what they're doing, man. It's that's ridiculous. It, like, exactly. And everyone's going, oh, yeah. Woo. Yeah. Great content. Oh, I like that. Great content. Go follow that. Great content. <laughs> oh, my God. You popped up on my For You page and your expert level whore. <laughs> it was to die for, sunshine. No, it's not pity. You don't see any of the videos, though, where they just do beginner and go, sorry, that's as far as I've got now at the minute. I'm still taking the lessons. Yeah, not, not even taking the lessons. But go, I've actually, I've had chronic lower back problem there for a while, like, so I can only guess, can only get to beginner if I arch it anymore. I'd be stuck there and you'd have to bend me out again like a piece of Lego. When have you ever seen a piece of Lego get bent out? What, what's that Lego, the expert level Lego? Speaking of expert oh, level kinetics, arses. kinetics, isn't it? Kinetics, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you'd have to bend me out like kinetics. that. Kinet- something like that, anyway. Um, so. And move on. So you, you mentioned Tiger King and Kendi, Cartoon Kendi. Yeah. Cartoon Kendi uh, mentioned just, Tiger King. I yep. just think there should be an honourable mention there for multiple arses per person. <laughs> that is... Um, no, no. I don't think you're listening to me. You on. said multiple arses. You don't understand multiple arses per person. Yeah. Now, does that mean that someone actually has a multiple arse? As in, they have two arses? <laughs> No. Like a face like an arse it's and not, an arse. It's not Is that, that the kind of arse you t- are you talking about that one person can access multiple arses? Okay, so what it means, Ray, is that, especially nowadays as well, uh, terms are going outdated uh, so quickly that polyamory and polygamy and all that is already outdated. And what it's actually known as now is multiple arses. So if you <laughs> have loads of wives or loads of husbands, mm-hmm. you are in possession of multiple arses. Right. That's what it means. Okay, that's glad we cleared that up. So we'll say Joe Exotic there. He was in possession of two arses. Mm-hmm. He was polyamorous. He had two husbands, so he multiple arses. You can't right. say polyamory anymore. I'm very sorry if that offends someone out there. I know I'm supposed to be so, saying multiple arses. Right. So that's what that is. After the um, the lovely conversation on the Tiger King and Mr. Exotic, mm. um, we moved on to a, the small matter of the fact that um, you got a cartoon and I didn't. 
And we then did. you informed me politely on air, might yeah. I add, that yourself and Mike had conspired yep. to um, create a cartoon for, for a cartoon rainbow. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Could you could you please describe via this podcast in audio format how Cartoon Rainbow looked on the screen when he appeared? Cartoon Rainbow <laughs> looked like Glenn Hansard had been on the heroin the last two years. That's what Cartoon Rainbow... It was Rainbow. very, very ginger. <laughs> you looked like Annie. I what? You know Annie, Annie with the big red hair. What's what's that the, from the film Annie or the musical Annie? You're talking about my granny. No, Annie... I have a granny called Annie. She has big red hair. Annie Oaks. Uh, th- that's what it looked like, Annie. <laughs> it is. And then you proceeded to tell me that you had taken a very private voice note, which I had sent into the um, live podcast group WhatsApp a group. few days earlier, mm-hmm. into the WhatsApp group, and you had put it to the um, tune of this cartoon, Rainbow. Yeah, that's right. And we're going to now play that story to give you an idea of the story that was broadcast to my own mother sitting at home. And I just thought I'd regale you with a wee story um, from my excursion to Ballina today. Um, I had to go down to set up some voicemails on phones and it was nice to get out of the house. But my mother was also at work today because she's in the Department of Social Welfare. So she's still working away. So because she's retiring at the end of the month, I said, we may meet up in the canteen for an old drop of tea, seeing as I probably won't be seeing you about the building much anymore. So she said, yeah. And in preparation for that, I said to myself, I'd bring down something she uh, might like to have with the tea. And that something is these yolks that I've been getting from them clean cut meal lads. They're kind of protein snacks. They're like little dark chocolate kind of moussey balls with covered in coconut flakes. So they're pretty much called protein balls. So I put them down on the table and the mother walked in, made her tea, sat down. She was drinking her tea and she said, is there we anything with the tea? And I said, oh, I left you there a wee stack. Oh, you mean I could eat one of your balls? That's what my mother said to me in the canteen today. There's a line I never, ever, ever wanted my mother to say. And then it went worse. As I was leaving the office, she said, give her a shout. And I was leaving, I gave her a shout. Thanks again for letting me have one of your balls. I'm very, very deeply uncomfortable after the whole thing. Don't know I'll be right for Saturday or Sunday for that matter. But I'm going to have to start working on it. Anyway, might be able to sell that in the podcast. Who knows? Uh, that was Cartoon Kendi and all that from the show. And Cartoon was, Rainbow. And Cartoon Rainbow you, from the show. What was next on us? And then we ploughed into the virtual, uh, virtually talented uh, show. And we have no clips of that because we didn't know which one of them was copyright protected. Yeah, so we but, can't play them again because we get pulled off again. And I don't want to get pulled <laughs> off. I don't know no, about you, Ray, thing, but the last thing I want to get pulled off here. No, the last thing you want to get is pulled off, especially yeah. on this video chat that we're I, currently I, on. I, that's for sure, Ray. You wouldn't, you wouldn't like to, you couldn't watch me getting pulled off here either, Ray. I know you'd be upset by <laughs> it. Like anyway, the point is, Paddy Malloy won for he he, he farted the tune, a Queen tune, <laughs> and uh, Paddy Malloy and Vinnie Gall. Uh, uh, that was his that was his entry, and uh, and he won the virtually talented judges. That was a shit little section there. Now, in fairness, now without the videos. <laughs> But we can't fucking play them, can we? What was next, Ray? Oh. Move on. Move on. Right. At that point, then, we decided to ring um, Leo uh, Moran from the Saw Doctors. Oh, brilliant. You know what happened in this call? Go, yeah, go on. You explain. You you just got lost. I uh, did. 
Leo Moran is the guitar player and singer and one of the chief songwriters with Saw Doctor's band. Yeah. And in fairness, he added a fair bit of star power to our little Sunday Night oh, Soiree. Faith that he did is right. Faith that he did. And Kendy was in his element whilst talking to him. It was the most GA that was ever talked in any podcast we've ever put out. <laughs> Well, here's the thing, Ray. So we said, why not get Leo Moran on, lads? Because we're both big Saw Doctors fans, right? Let's mm. get him on. Let's have a chat to him about Saw Doctors and all thing music. The first thing I did was chat, go with football for 10 minutes. Yeah, about five minutes of GAA ring yeah. is all you talked. <laughs> <laughs> and I wouldn't mind, Ray. I, another half hour wouldn't have done it. But you know what you did, though? You managed to exclude me from it because as soon as you come in, um, when he was off air, he you said, "Don't worry now, Ray. There's an awful bad lag on the line, yeah. right? And and we're going to leave Ray out for a minute, yeah. And I'm going to talk to you for a while, and, and then, then we bring Ray in with some questions. Yeah, I'll hand you over to Ray then in a while for his questions. Yeah, but you left. You essentially did that so you could talk to him about GA. I didn't know at the time that that's what I was doing, but subconsciously I, I said, "I'm getting Ray out of this GA conversation before I even started yeah. this, and before I so even we have thought." To put- we have to put a caveat and so on this recording because what you're facing into now, lads, is is ten solid minutes or maybe a little bit more yeah. of of the Leo Moran interview, lads. Yeah. Right. Now, not everybody likes GA. <laughs> yeah, but so not everyone likes to, you know Sawdox music either. We can't be you can't mm-hmm. cater to everyone, Ray. So if you don't like the Saw Doctors and you definitely don't like GA, you need to skip past the next twelve minutes. Yeah. <laughs> But if you're a big fan of GEA at Saw Doctors and Leo Moran especially and Mark Kennedy being very starstruck, then you're going to very much enjoy the next part of the show. So hit it there, Seamus. Hello, Leo. Can you hear us? Leo, you no, can hear I us. Can he- I can hear you now. Oh, Leo. Sorry. <laughs> we thought uh, we thought we would have missed you. You're actually live now on the Kendi Rabo podcast, Leo. Thanks for taking Ooh, the call. Straight in. No straight message. in. Straight in. No kissing, Leo, boy. <laughs> oh. Uh, come here, we, should we start off by asking the question that everybody is asking everyone nowadays and how is the isolation going for yourself? You're in tune, are you? Well, yeah, I am and, and I've always been a kind of a person that loves doing things and going places. So I would, you would think it would be difficult on someone like me but I'm actually enjoying it. I love, I love the calmness of not having anywhere to go or nothing to do <laughs> um, for do a change. You- do you, do you find, because I'm actually very similar to that as well, I spend my whole life in the feckin' road, but do you find that there's a serious contentment in having to do nothing and not feeling guilty about it? Yes, I actually do. I, yeah, um, like, that, that's the biggest thing. I think that's the biggest thing of the whole lot, is that you don't, you don't feel guilty, because you know when you get up in the morning and you, and you don't do anything for the day, the guilt kills you, but you don't have that guilt with this. No. No, and you think, well, you better not be doing too much because you have to spread it out. Whatever you have to do, you have to spread it out. So. Oh, yeah. So there's absolutely no rush. Well, what you do is, what you do, Leo, is you mow one quarter of the lawn on a Tuesday, and then on a Wednesday, <laughs> then mow the next part of us, and then go back over the part you did on Tuesday. Um, yeah. Come here, come here, Leo. Uh, this is actually a big moment for me because I am a massive Saw Doctors fan. So to have you on the show is actually unbelievable for me. Well, no, I don't know about that, but... No, honestly. Yeah, I, I'm a, I'm a Saw Doctor fan myself, sure. <laughs> well, do you know what? The Saw Doctors goes way back for me because in 1998, I went and watched Gala win the All-Ireland and I was only eight years old at the time. And of course, when Gala won that All-Ireland, I mean, the Saw Doctors were the anthem of every Galway fan around then. And I have loved you uh, ever since. Have you ever heard of the documentary Year Till Sunday, Leo? Oh, sure, I know every word of it. <laughs> <laughs> I was only watching that documentary again very recently because my mammy's from Galway or whatever. And in the middle of the documentary, when 
when Gaul win the All-Ireland, who bursts out from the crowd to celebrate onto the pitch but yourself and Davey? Uh, so you're, you're obviously a massive Gaul fan yourself then. You follow the football. Oh, yeah. I was, uh, I was uh, brought up on Gaul football. I live about 200 yards from Toome Stadium. So in the early 70s, we used to be the ball boys and the ball girls for the Galway team's training over there in the evenings when they were in the All-Ireland Finals, you know, in the years ago. So we there was no net that time behind the goals or no fences or nothing. So every ball that got kicked into the goal had to be kicked back. And that was our job. And we got to know the players and, you know, we superhero kind of stuff. No, they were very unlucky in the early 70s. They didn't win any of the All-Irelands they were in. But um, they were still our heroes. And we had a huge involvement with the, the whole thing. And so, does that mean that the first time you saw Gaul win the All-Ireland was 1998 as well? Absolutely, yes. Yeah, cause, so you waited an awful lot longer than, you know, well, I would have to wait and see Gaul win in All-Ireland. I was very young when they did. Like, w- w- Would you consider that to be maybe like your favourite sport and memory of all time? Oh, there's no question about it. <laughs> that's it. That's the one. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. And what about when they won it again in 2001? Was it, was it a bit more uh, laid back? Yeah, you know, the funny thing I think about that when you see teams winning year in, year out. Um, in 2001, I think it was brilliant for the players and, and the team and the management to win another All-Ireland. Just to stamp, you know, they say a good team wins one and a great team wins two kind yeah. of thing. Dead right. And, um, but it never meant as much to the fans, I think. It meant an awful lot to win it again. But the euphoria of 98, the first time after 32 years, was a different kind of a joy. Yeah, I think so too. Like, uh, I remember when, when Kilkenny beat Gaul win the All-Ireland final at the Hurling a couple of years ago. Uh, and I don't know what it was in a row for Kilkenny to win it, but obviously Gaul won it then subsequently two years later. But when Kilkenny won it in Crow Park and I was there, all the fans just left. They didn't stay to see the cup or anything like that. It was just another one for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think it, the, the first one you win must surely must be the biggest for everybody. I think it is. And, and that's why you'd like to see it spread around a bit more because I do think, you know, say if, if Mayo had won one All-Ireland in the last 10 years, it would have meant so much more than any one of the four or five extra that Dublin have won. Uh, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't agree more. And as much as I hate to say it, I'd love to see Mayo win in All-Ireland. Like, yeah, and then the Galway men, you know, we, we, we wouldn't be mad for that either, but they certainly deserve to, to win one. And, and they've been so unlucky. They've been the most resilient team of all time, really. Oh, for sure. So, to keep going, yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, we could, so, talk, we could talk to you all evening, but... Jesus, uh, so, we could too. <laughs> We must get I'm down. I know, I know. That's the worry, isn't it? But we we must get down to some of the saw doctors' crack. Like, was there a moment in the saw doctors' history where you realised, Jesus, like we've met us, or we're starting to make us, or this is getting surreal, or what's going on? Well, when the saw doctors started, I think our our ambition would have been to put out a single, right? You know, to put out one single maybe, and that would have been our ambition. And the main thing, I think, that drove the Saw Doctors on, and, and maybe that moment of, um, of recognition that you're talking about was, when we started doing gigs, people liked us. Yeah. We could see 
that what we were doing appealed to people. Yeah. So the, the fact that we were doing this stuff to amuse ourselves was okay. But then we could see people actually liked it. And that was infectious. And that grew and grew and grew, like at different times, maybe uh, faster than at other times. But it, it never went backwards. Do you think it's because the Saw Doctors, even in their music and the personality of the guys that were in it, were incredibly approachable for Irish people? Well, I think that was definitely a part of it. I think people saw themselves in the songs. I think they, they recognised that they could have been the person in the song. Like, we talked about Fela there a couple of times over the last couple of years because people are talking about looking back at, at Fela. Mm-hmm. And the Saw Doctors, before they played at Fela, would have played all around the country We'd have played in Donegal and Sligo and Ackle and Westport and Ross Gray and West Cork and everywhere. And when we eventually got to play in Fela, like we'd met all these people. We didn't just play in front of them. You meet them. Yeah. And and these were the people who were at Fela. And it was like one of their own was on the stage. And I think that was a big, I think that's something about what you're asking the question about. I think that was a part of it that they felt, God, we're, it's not us and them, it's we're all in this together, like, I know the lads, like, you know. Yeah, well, do, do you think Fela was the breakout moment then, because? It was, it was a big, it was a big um, bonus for us, because obviously we'd never played in front of that kind of a, uh, you were, it was, it was stadium rock all of a sudden, you know. Yeah. And I mean, we had supported the Waterboys, which were huge gigs for us, which were the likes of the Cork City Hall, or the sea point in Galway, or you know the the big community centres around around the country, and they were big gigs. Yeah. But then to be playing in front of a stadium was mad. It was, and and it worked because it had that local sense to it. It was like we were all in it together, and that I think that was a real thing. Okay, well, I am going to very quickly, I'm going to hand you over to Ray McAndrew because he's bursting at the seams here to ask you some questions. So Ray, take it away and talk to Leo. Hello, Leo. Can you hear me? I have you now, Ray. Mighty. Yeah. I'm going to go with question number one. Do and this might be a strange question. Do you remember meeting me in 2004 in December in the Manchester Evening News Arena in Manchester at a gig where the Saw Doctors played with uh, the Pogues, and me and you shared sandwiches backstage? Ray, I remember being there. And I know your name from somewhere. And I kind of half remember eating them sandwiches. But what were you doing backstage at the Manchester Arena? Well, at the time, I was uh, trying to be a world-renowned sound engineer. And you all have to start in a small spot. like So I was working for a company in Manchester who were doing a bit of the sound for that gig. So I was in minding the bit of sound that we were putting in. And lo and behold, there was the Saw Doctors. And I was backstage, and there you were, and you were fair sound fellas, and you shared your sandwiches, which was lovely. And I can honestly say that I was a Saw Doctors fan from that moment on. I'm going to go for question two. Uh, question two, um, you wrote in a song about Clare Island, about skinny dipping. And I'm just wondering, do you ha- did you have first-hand experience about, of skinny dipping in Clare Island? And if so, was the water anyways warm at all, or were you absolutely perished? Did you think it was a bad idea afterwards? Um, I did, and it was perishing, but we had, um, let's say we had stimulants in order to uh, protect us from the freezing sensation. 
and we were quite happy doing it. <laughs> well, then, then Leo, I'll have to ask you now, and this is now, it's not, it's not something, I'm not, I'm not trying to get at you or anything here, but if you're going to suggest thing, doing things like that in a song, it'd be probably better to put the stimulant in as well, because then you won't have young fellas like me trying to emulate the song without the rest of the instructions. Because when I tried it, I didn't have any stimulants, and uh, it was very cold. I won't lie. Yeah, it, it, it's a bad idea, I think. But I, I think, you know, probably everybody should find the stimulant that suits themselves. It, it wouldn't be the same one for everyone, maybe. Right, very good, very good. I'm going to go with the last question now that I have for you, Leo. Now, this is probably one of the biggest ones. Would you say, yourself now personally, that the biggest song you ever played on was a song by the name of Hanging Out with the Cool Boys by a multi-million dollar selling artist, Brendan Steering. Well, that is beyond a doubt. I was very <laughs> privileged to be asked to play on that tune and it turned yep. out amazingly. And as you know, it was a, a huge hit around the world <laughs> uh, and it's yep. still being played in all the coolest clubs in LA and San Francisco, I believe. And... Um, I was very lucky to be a part of it, and it would be wonderful if, you know, that could be uh, emulated again. Maybe we could do something again of that scale. Now, and if anyone hasn't heard that song, which would be very rare, um, we will maybe throw it up later. We'll, 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 we'll share it later as one of Leo's biggest hits, I suppose, and biggest collaborations. Kendi, I'm done with the questions there now. Leo, fair play to you for coming on and, and, and adding a bit of star quality to our otherwise very devoid of star quality uh, podcast special times, you know? Fair play to you. Well, I tell you, there's star quality there between yourselves. I, I wouldn't worry about that. <laughs> Listen, Leo, thank you so much and the best luck with the rest of the isolation. Thanks a million for coming on. And Shlon, yeah, fair See play. You See you later, Leo. Thanks a million. So there we go. That was Leo Ward. I don't know, like I said, you might have been interested in Jay or not. Uh, very sorry about that, but you know, I didn't know it was going to be GA chat. It just turned out to be. I thought, Ray, you asked him some very interesting questions there. Um, I did know. You're the giving first out ones to me. Came to mind. You're giving out to me, Ray, for talking to about GA. You asked him about the very specific moment where the two E met about 20 years ago that had nothing to do with any listener or any content that we were trying to get out of it. You just wanted to find that out. You could have texted him and asked him that. Yeah, but that's a big moment in my life. <laughs> yeah, yours. Yeah. I Which, I well, this this whole the last seventy six episodes we've done has been pretty much about big moments in my life. That's all I've talked about. <laughs> yes. Do you know if it's if it's it could be talking about lambing season in the loft in Ballina at lunchtime, right up to you know failing miserably in a race in the community games when I was eleven and my father been ashamed of me forevermore. <laughs> That's all I talk about. <laughs> yeah, but that yeah that is good content I have to say. But I'm just saying, yeah. Ray, you know, you know all I, I you know I even interest in GA, I never get to let it out. Yeah, you're right. I'm never allowed and to I'm sure, the GA. I'm sure there's at least three or four people that listen to this right. that would be interested as much as you Of would. course there is. There's definitely more than two people that will go, geez, that was good now. Mm. Not even and just I'm glad, GA, it was very glad specific. we saved it. Because I, I have to say, I was fierce impressed that you agreed to do it and come on and talk to us. Because after all, the man is a hero. Yes, he is an absolute hero. And the one thing I will say is that when all this COVID-19 crack is over, we're going to get him into the box room. And we're going oh, to play yes. tunes, and we're going to chat shite, and it, it, it'll be tremendous. Yeah, All I kept absolutely. thinking was, shit, this is part of the show now. We have to do 10, 15 minutes with Leo, and then we have to move on. I could have mm. done an hour with him, Ray. It wouldn't have mattered. I know. I'd have been asleep. 
<laughs> you know me in sports talk I'm gone like I know but we will get yeah. Leo into it and we'll play tunes and have the crack here in the box room when all this crack is over what was next That's on it. the live show Ray? next was the Pierce de Resistance oh. it was the big big disaster that we tried <laughs> <laughs> we it basically was... said in a drunken conversation two days before the show went out we said you know what just, we should do we should do a dating segment we should give away a young right? We should give away... Well, we didn't intend to start out giving away a young one, yeah. but that's what it turned out to. Yeah. We found a young one in the merch, right? Yeah. Which I'll tell you one thing. I've never seen fellas' pulses start racing as much when they see the picture. i we, we ended up getting three boys, we'll say, to go after. Afterwards, yeah. we were in a days with messages going, here, why didn't you give me a shout? Yeah. I would have done that as well. Hey, who's your one? Yeah, who's your one, <laughs> hey? Do you see her? Honestly. Yeah. We were, her, name, her name was Olivia. Yep. And she was a fine young one. And yep. what they did was they abbreviated her name and just called her Finan. Yeah, that's what, yeah, that's what happened years and years ago. Like taking the O off. Years ago. You know? Yeah, so she was actually originally called Olivia Fine Young One. Yeah. And then sure, well, you know the way you be in school, people well, short and things. It just ended up Finan. Yeah, her, her family took the soup and it got cut down just to Finan. <laughs> so that's what happened there. I don't think they'll enjoy that now. But Olivia anyway is a, a young young lady and she works and lives in New Jersey, that's right. which is nearly New York, which was what we were kind of selling it as. I keep saying, I keep telling her it's New York she lives in. I, I, yeah. I don't know if it's insulting. I just, anyway, it's like someone saying to me, oh yeah, you're from Dublin, are you? Like, it's nowhere near yeah. us. Anyway. Her her problem anyway um, was that she wasn't too impressed in Ireland and she wasn't too impressed with anything to do with Ireland. So uh, we thought the only way to, to switch that or to fix it would be to find her a nice young Irish fella mm-hmm. to fall in love with and then all of a sudden she'd move over here. Or better still, we would be able to give a fine young Irish man a green card. Now, that was really at the root of it all. Yeah, Operation Green Card. In the background was the fact that o- Olivia's family hailed from Ireland originally and that she, remote. she was never too impressed with Irish fellas I think Ray was really the main thing she was always like Irish guys uh, I don't know I don't get the appeal so mm-hmm. we said well we're going to find you the best Irish guys how do we entice these Irish guys there's a green card at the end of the rainbow that absolutely is, yeah and green cards are gold dush now the first bit here now is we've, we we inquired with um with Olivia to find out what she was looking for in a fella Right, yeah. and I think this is important. Yeah, we want you to, need make, to know what. Yeah, we want yeah. to make a good choice. You know, she wants people that um, had commitment issues. She wanted the man to be uh, emotionally unavailable. She wanted the man to be over five foot ten. It sounds like she wants need- a statue, Ray. <laughs> the man needed to be. Um, the man. <laughs> the man needed a full head of hair. He was allowed to have a bit of stubble. Yep. Right, he had to be beautiful. Yeah. Um, and uh, he couldn't under any circumstances be seen to be wearing skinny jeans, mainly because she doesn't want to see the shape of your Johnson. It, I don't think it's that right. I think there's a deeper insecurity in that now. What do you mean? She's afraid insecurity? of the gentleman having a finer arse and skinny jeans than she does and a better shape. No, no, she was more, she's talking more about the front bone there now, in fairness, and the back bone. <laughs> the front bone. <laughs> she doesn't want to see stock. Yeah, she doesn't want to see Johnson. She can't see Mickey Roos. Yeah, you no. don't. Yeah. <laughs> Mickey Roos. Sounds like something that would infect the old potato crop. <laughs> this is an awful dose of Mickey Roos. Oh, no, yeah. I, I tried spraying it, but it didn't catch. Yeah, we're going to have to switch fields. That's, that one's infested with Mickey Roos. Uh, she didn't want to see Mickey Roos, Ray, was, is what she was saying there. You know? Absolutely. And they were all mm, relatively fair, but we took that... And we went out looking for boys based on what she had given us. But we kicked in. Anyway, we found three bachelors. We did. Three fellas that were mad to find a green card to go abroad to merch. And a fine, fine young one. And a fine young one, yeah. And you know, a fine young one. And the first um, first bachelor we, we got 
was our good friend Derek, who'll be a regular contributor to the show. That's right, yeah. You're fan favours. He came in guns blazing. So he, he was in, in it to win it race, so he was. He was, and he what was. he did was he came in and he started describing himself very effectively. And the first clip we have from the show is of Derek's um, description of himself. Open, dynamic self-starter. Team player with capacity to motivate and create cohesion in teams. Excellent communication skills with the ability to communicate effectively in diverse situations. Hard worker with a positive approach. Excellent planning and organisational skills. Proven ability to apply learning and knowledge to different classroom situations, sorry, to different romantic situations and schools. Okay, thank you very much, uh, Bachelor number one. Uh, <laughs> Olivia, does that, is that something that might interest you? Why, I mean, how is it going so far with them? Was that your resume? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, it's nice okay, to meet so you. Olivia, Nice to meet you. Olivia, we are going to give you a chance to ask Darok here, Bachelor number one, a couple of questions and, uh, you know, judge his answers. So go on ahead. Thank you. Okay. So first question, um, if I were to choose you and you get a green card, what do I get out of our relationship? Do you want me to read that first part again? I know when you joke. Uh, <laughs> I suppose my parents' house comes with the, with the, with the bog, I'm not sure if you know what that is, but it means that I can basically keep a house warm for a whole year on very little money. I think that in today's day and age is enough, and it's not really environmentally friendly, but... Um... <laughs> to be fair, I love the smell of turf, and I do know what a bog is, so don't worry. Great, great, you're off to a great start. I think it's going very well. <laughs> He was nailing it. He was ready. I tell you, he came in with the CV ready to go. Or as CV they call us in America, a resume. A resume. A resume. <laughs> <laughs> he came in with the curricular vitae, whatever the hell, ready. And he was dead oh, right. Yeah. He came in, he said, look, I'm not here to mess around. This is what I have to offer. And mm. take it or leave it to see. But that, I think that went down fair as well. I think she really enjoyed the, yeah. when she did ask him the question regarding um, what, has she, what has he got to offer? How many houses in Ireland think come with a bog? Yeah, not a lot of houses come with a bog, Ray. And the one thing that Derek yeah. didn't, uh, you know, I don't want to give away the ending, like, or whatever, but I mm. think one of the reasons Derek didn't win is because he didn't, he has more than just a bog with the house. He has a pet donkey he called Neddy, who loves Aiden uh, Gatto and loves when people play the trumpet to him. That is way more of a selling point than a bog. True, you're right, in fairness. But he, you know, he didn't utilise that. He went he went hell for leather with the, here's how efficiently I can keep you alive. <laughs> and heat your house. <laughs> yeah, but he didn't go in with the, you know, here's some of the extra good crack stuff I have, like a pet donkey with gato. One, <laughs> donkey, gato. One thing I will question, though, is if he does get uh, the green card and he moves to March, right? Yeah. How is he going to bring a load of turf home to America? <laughs> yeah, I think he forgot. That's a good point. <laughs> I think he forgot that. Uh, that would mean she would have to move here. No, I think he's thinking that he can rent a shipping container and park a Massey Ferguson 135 and, and a, big load of a big load of turf inside in the shipping container, stick it on a boat. 12 days later, it lands in, in, in the port of New York and, and he drives off and straight up Manhattan and I would take a left for New Jersey <laughs> with the 135 and the load of turf. The one time I and went to the bog rate, it took an hour and a half to get through Castle Reef. Yeah, but it, you have to picture as well. It's little brother P 
He'd be sitting on top of the He'd load of He'd be on top of it. Of course That's, he would. It'd have to have a young fella on top of the yeah. load of turf. So Derek could be driving and P would be up the top in the back. So that's the only reason P went is so he can get up on top of the trailer. Absolutely. Do you know? <laughs> All the way to March. <laughs> anyway, bachelor number two then um, came in to uh, attempt to steal Derek's uh, thunder. Now, what you can't see, obviously, here on this podcast review of the night was that Derek looked like a serial killer because he chose some very poor lighting. So, um very, very poor lighting. But it was nothing compared to the poor angle that her bachelor number two, Stephen Rush, decided to go with. He went for the under the chin view. Yeah, he was coming up on top of himself, you see. that's It was a very bad angle. <laughs> Jackson, we've had so many references oh, in this podcast. It's not good tonight. Not good. <laughs> It's yeah. almost like the frustration is coming out in us. <laughs> but Stephen came in anyway, not quite as guns blazing as Derek. He was a bit more laid back, perhaps. He was, he was. And in fairness, now he didn't do a bad old job of describing himself. And it goes like this. I'm Stephen. I'm 21. I'm a student. I think I've taken down the average age of this group now by about five years because I'm 21. I'm an avid <laughs> cowbell player and I'm literally just looking to get a green card out of this. But I'll pretend I'm looking for love. <laughs> Shot now, fired Kendi. Do you know what? He actually went in with a similar enough approach to Derek, as in, look, here we go. This is what I'm all about, and take yeah. your Levis. He, he called he, the rest of them out, lads. He said he did call the rest of them out, lads. Good tactic. Make <laughs> yourself look better by standing beside someone older or uglier. Says, Absolutely. Says That's what Everyone here is old. I'm a young bull. He also said I'm an avid cowbell player. Weird choice of instrument now to say you play. I've seen one or two very avid cowboy players, but I tell you, Stephen Rush would not be one of them. <laughs> like, he wouldn't be fit to lick Tony Travers' shoes. Tony Travers, when he gets on the cowbell, Ray. Honestly, uh, magic. it is magic. absolute magic when he gets on that bell. You want to see Tony playing with his bell? Unbelievable. <laughs> right. Another, another well, on anyway. So poor old Stephen Rush anyway then get, got hit with a question. What do you think would be the coolest animal to size up to the scale of a horse? A dog. Final answer. That's what my dad said. Oh, God. Not great now that you've compared me to that. Stephen was kind of a bit like, oh, she asked me this, is she? <laughs> right, I'll answer that. Who? Your dad. Oh, wanker. You know, he was very dismissive. <laughs> very dismissive of her. Ray, I don't think he understood the caliber of green cards that could have been one out of this. That's what's wrong with him, you see. Probably because the phone was on the table looking up at the ceiling and all you could see was the butt of his chin. <laughs> he wasn't even looking at the screen. <laughs> and we said, anyway, Stephen, we'll make move. sure you pick a right, you know, make sure you pick a good angle, you know, it looks well, it's all live on Facebook. Yeah, no bothers to see. I'll get that. Yeah. We we'll moved on then to Bachelor number three, and I'll tell you, this is my most my most proudest entry, I'll tell you. Bachelor number three was none other than Sean Bagnell. That's right. right? He'd be a native of terrorist past, and now he's currently living in Dublin. That's right. And Bachelor number three, um, he comes in, and uh, there's a couple of questions thrown at him, and we're going to play the clip here of, of how, how Sean E.B., as we do call him, another regular contributor to the show, got on with Olivia. Roll it there, Roshi. Do you wear skinny jeans every single day of the week? No. Okay, we're good. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> if I were to choose you and you get the green card, what do I get? Um, you would get a copper's gold card. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
What's that? It is the best night you'll ever have in your life after a night with me. <laughs> Great. Wasn't that some offer? It was getting hot and heavy when he said after a night with me. Oh, I yeah. You, that was smooth. What Olivia didn't realise what Sean was offering, which all of us Irish people know, is gold mm-hmm. dust. Especially yeah. if you are a nurse or a guard uh, yeah. living in Dublin, not from Dublin. Uh, do you know the thing about the gold card is as well? It's not that you just get in for free into coppers. No. It's no matter what situation you're in, you could be absolutely paralytic. Yeah. And if you have a gold card in your hand, it doesn't matter what the state you're in. You're they in. let you in because you have a gold card. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. And that, that is well needed. There is no not tonight, folks. Not with those <laughs> shoes. None of that. Not with, not with a gold card. I don't no, care no, if you're no. in an Adidas track suit. You're, get, you're in. But I think as well, there was a certain symmetry to the whole deal. He was looking for a green card. She was going to get a gold card. No. No. I didn't even think of that. It was a match made yeah. in Kendi. It was a match made in Kendi. But then, of course, that was the three bachelors, right? Yeah. And uh, one thing I suppose we have to mention, because this is the podcast review, bachelor number three, Shawnee, was rocking possibly the finest moustache oh, any man Ronnie has been seen to watch. The yeah. Ronnie on him. It was unreal. And I think that swung it. I think it did swing it, man. He looked like Tom Selleck. Because Olivia went and chose Shawnee. That's right. Leaving poor old Stephen and Darroch lying in the dust. Yeah. And we have a little clipping there now of when Shawnee has won. Roll it there, Patrick. Shawnee, you have won yourself a Thanks. fine young one all the, way, all the way abroad in a match. And um, she is there waiting for you, man. All you have to do is jump on the flight. Uh, how are you feeling at this moment, Shawnee B? Uh, you're obviously very excited, are you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You, you you certainly look uh, very excited. Is there anything you want to say to Olivia? Like, obviously, this is a match made in heaven. Like, but I can't see anything going wrong on this. Um, no, uh, I'm I'm happy, and if she's happy, I'm happy, and yeah. Come here, Shawnee P. Now that I have you, how do you think your um, fiance will feel about the fact that you just got a new young one? <laughs> No, she won't like that, no. <laughs> Do you think we were bad, you know, bringing a fella onto a dating contest that was already engaged to be married to probably one of the most beautiful women in Ireland who was also um, a black belt in karaoke and a trained lethal weapon? Do you think it was bad that he ended up fucking winning us? Well, I suppose I didn't see that happening either, but I don't know why she went for him. The other two boys were great. I, I, don't, I don't get it, but she went straight for the fella who was engaged. But, but that, doesn't that tell you something about no, girls? No. Now, Kendi, I'm going to let you take this one now. They always want what they can't, Kendi. Even unbeknownst to themselves, she didn't even know that she couldn't have Sean and she still went from. That's well, she got some shock now when she realised, when she was told anyway, because I do believe he changed his Facebook status immediately after from, from engaged to it's complicated. It's complicated is right. Yeah. yeah. And it yeah. is very complicated. Uh, so gonna, it's also going to be very complicated when all this stuff is over and um, Sean's beautiful fiance goes over with her black belt and kicks the head of Olivia abroad in New Jersey for trying to but steal her man. In the meantime, Olivia, fair play to you um, for, for, for joining us at the live podcast on Facebook that is now no more. And uh, thanks for participating. You have to meet you're a very good sport. Yeah, I think what we learned from it is that we will do that again because giving away a young one and green cards is right up our alley, Ray. I think we're good at Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Even though we gave we're away, a, you know, 
um, fellow who is engaged. But we may do it again. And Olivia, you know, we can give you away again. Olivia's sisters as well that could be given away too. Uh, if you want <laughs> to be given, if you want to be given away, if you are a young one and you want Kendi and Raybo to give you away, uh, there is we have got loads of messages from fellows saying, "Can I do the next one? Can I do the next one?" So there's yeah. loads of fellas out there. So if you want to, oh, yeah. you know, find love on Kendi and Raybo, that's what we do. That's what we do. That's how we do. Uh, overall, the live podcast was good crack. And like we said before, fair play to Mike Cookin and fair play to Brendan Tierney as well, who helped to organise it. So lads, we love you. Thanks so much. And of course, fair play to Tony's Travers. He won the big case of White Hag beer. And if he hasn't got it, yes, we have a code for you, uh, Tony. I don't know if you got the Do code. Because I was yes. going to say, did you send him on the code to get the beer? I haven't sent you the code yet, Tony. You got the codes to get all that beautiful White Hag beer <laughs> that you love so much. Just get. Maybe we should get in touch with him. I love the way we're making him get in touch with us. If you want the stuff now, Tony, let's get in touch with us. It's in the post. <laughs> it's the post taking a good while, uh, Tony, because of this COVID-19 crack. Sorry about that now. Ray, yes. speaking of COVID-19, how's everything in isolation there in Chapel Street? Well, I have a few bits. Right. A few bits to talk about. Okay. okay. First of all, I've been on several more video calls. Yeah. There's big... one big downside to the video calls. Because I'm doing them in the room, it means I have to keep changing the sheets in the bed. <laughs> you think people because... are going to notice? Absolutely the notice. Sure. How right. would they not notice? Sure. They can't be sitting looking at the same sheets all the time. I'm changing the sheets every other day now. Okay, so how often before that would you have changed your sheets? Why did you ask me that question? <laughs> how often before that would you have changed your sheets, Ray? Oh, God. I'll be oh. honest with you if you'd be honest with me, right? All right, okay. Are we going to play this little game, are we? Let's play this little game. Go on. Can we, um, can we first of all admit the fact that, um, in your case, it is not you that changes the sheets? <laughs> Listen, I don't even know why you're why you're pretending that you do. Ray, if you tell me how often you change your seats, I'll tell you how often Nicola changes mine. Right. If that's what you're if that's what you're getting at. But that's a shit game. But I would say the most that go on my bed now would be two weeks. Shit. For a fortnight. Oh no. <laughs> what? <laughs> I we have, That's honestly now. Yeah, we would go longer. Get away. Sometimes longer, yeah. Do you know why? There's two what? E in that. There's only I one know, of me in my one. I know. Two sweating and bollocking around in it. The we um bollocking around. One. <laughs> <laughs> Ed and Chris watching Netflix. Defi- it's definitely an avenue we haven't explored yet. Uh, no, Kendi, but if you like to discuss it, we will not be exploring that avenue, Ray. I'm not telling you anything about the crystal I'd eat in that bed. No fucking way. <laughs> but Ray, I heard one time you're supposed to be changing them maybe every four days. Yeah. Well, I am now with the VCs, with the video calls. I have yeah, to. you have to do it the whole time as well. The one thing I will say about the video calls, to remind my sheets, <laughs> okay. I have to say I'm marvelling at the interior design choices that are made in all the rooms I'm looking into. Oh, right, okay. Is it not all just standard bookshelf and little plant and... No, a lot of them are in the spare bedroom. Oh, like us, the box room. Yeah, but it's an absolute heap. Old <laughs> <laughs> clothes thrown behind them and everything. There isn't a picture on the wall. There's an old gammy fucking wardrobe up against the wall and there's there's an old duvet thrown up on top of it. Yeah. Right? There's stacks of shoes in the corner. Yeah. It's mad. What do you think of my setup here now? Like, if I was in a Zoom conferencing call with you tomorrow, like a proper one at work and you don't know me, I'm just in the call with you and you've never seen this room before. I don't know why you have an American flag in the back on on the wall. Do you know what the funny thing about that is? What? I I don't know why either. Okay. I don't enjoy your curtains. Yeah, they're awful curtains. Yeah. They're awful. terrible, terrible curtains. Terrible colour, aren't they? I gotta yeah. get new ones. Yeah, they're awful. Yeah, what else? And and you've strategically placed two guitars behind your head to make it look like you play music. No, that's where the guitars do stay. That's not where they were for me and you were recording podcasts. 
No, that's because they were on the road at that stage. But now when, oh, they're, right. in the, when they're... You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. They're on the, the cases now because they've nowhere to go. That's so, true. Okay. That's why they're there. That's fair enough. Well, then you've kind of explained your room fairly well. Okay. Can I talk you through your setup there, Ray? Well, you won't see much of it now because of the fact that it's very dark, but I can illuminate it for you if you oh, want. Oh, that's nice. Hmm. You have a good setup, Ray. you got some art on the wall. Oh, I have a small bit of art on the wall, yeah. Well, what kind of art is this? I have, um, what is it called? Boulevard of Broken Dreams. Is anyone familiar with the, um, oh, a bit the, of green the picture? Day. Bit of Green Day. No, no, not Green Day. No, it's a picture. It's pictured by someone. Hyle Ween, I think he's called. Hyle Wine. As you and, can tell, um, Ray is big into his art. It's a picture by someone. It's a picture by someone. Well, basically, the picture by someone was about uh, basically three people sitting in a cafe and a, and a book in behind the counter, like in an American diner on a street, quiet right. at night. And then someone thought it'd be great then to replace these randomers with Elvis Presley, um, James Dean, Humphrey Bogart, and uh, Marilyn Monroe. And there, so it's a Photoshop. So, it's, well, it's it's repainted with those characters in it. Oh, right, okay. So it's not like that right? app I do used to put your head on the silly fella with Big Mickey or something. No, it's not like that at all. Okay. But I have to admit, I, I'm fascinated with this wee picture because of the fact that imagine if at some point those four people were in a diner and Elvis was working behind the counter and you had James Dean sitting there all moody and you had Humphrey Bogart getting the head annoyed of him by Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> That's what it looks like in the picture. Oh, right, it looks okay. like poor Humphrey just wants to go home, and Marilyn is bananas drunk. She's just nine face him. And why is Eddie Stobart there? <laughs> Where do you see Eddie Stobart? You said it there, Humphrey Stobart or Eddie Stobart. Humphrey Bogart, not Eddie Stobart. And it, it, one of the trucks. One of the, <laughs> has he the truck park behind? <laughs> There's no truck park. So it's Marilyn Monroe, and she's wrecking the head of Eddie Stobart. He's just doing a quick courier <laughs> run. Yeah, yeah, he just took it on a, on a break. Yeah, he's just he's t- tipped in like like Mother Hubbard's. He tipped yeah, and Elvis Hubbard. Elvis is behind the counter. He's doing all the serving. Right, he's serving away, yeah. Yeah, but this one thing fascinates me about that photo. Not okay. photo, it's picture, it's painting. One thing fascinates about me is there is um, a door to a toilet in the back, right? Mm-hmm. And there is a cup of tea on the counter and no one's sitting at it. So someone's in having a shite? Someone is in having a shite. I just always do wonder who is in having a shite. <laughs> Who would you think it'd be now? If you've Eddie Stobart, Marilyn Monroe, Elvis, yeah. and James Dean sitting abroad in the diner, yeah. right? Out, out of that now, bearing in mind that it's not Eddie Stobart, it's Humphrey Bogart. Right. Who would be the lad that'd be sitting? How's your how's your um, knowledge of that timeline with people involved? Who do you think you'd be sitting in having a shite? You're talking the 60s? You 50s, would be talking the 60s, 50s yeah. 50s, maybe. Yeah. Who would be in having a shite in the Jacks in the 50s? I have a funny feeling, I know. Go on, who do you think it is? I have a funny feeling it's a JFK. You think JFK is in having a... <gasps> because yeah, because there was Man- stuff going on with him and oh, Marilyn, yeah. So Marilyn's outside wrecking the head of a fella saying he won't leave the missus. He tells me every week he's going to leave the missus. Yeah, and he's telling her, well, I have a big trucking company. I do all the Tesco runs. Yeah, he, that's so, right. <laughs> he said, if you're up again at five in the morning, I have to do yeah. a run out to Kittigat. I have a big load to deliver. And she's saying, well, I'm supposed to be, this fella's married, but I'm, he told me I'm supposed to be with him. And he's in yeah. there having a shite now. And are you reckon it's JFK inside in the... I'd say it's JFK. JFK. Kendy. Yeah. Inside in the... Ja- now... Who else would it be? Anyone? Have you any ideas? No, I think that's a, that's the one, Ray. Too much to have been JFK inside the... Ja- <laughs> I, he must have had something sinister, Ray, you see. Well, do you know what I like to sometimes think it is as well? Go on. I'd like to sometimes think it was me. You're in... <laughs> you're in there having the shite. <laughs> yeah. So I like to look at it as kind of a picture... A picture someone drew... 
and painted of of you know me and the lads while and you're in, while you're in painting the toilets. It was just unfortunately I couldn't wait for the book to finish it, so I had to go. <laughs> <laughs> so all I got was just a cup of tea that I was drinking. Lovely. When the time I came out, then it was all done. Yeah, you took a turn, and oh hmm. Jesus, this is good. Oh, some, that some... pies have to go down the wrong way. No. And you're yeah. into the jacks, and you're, you're while he's painting you, you're painting the toilet. Is pretty much what's going on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a beautiful and then scene. There's, there's, so that's that's Boulevard of Broken Dreams. And uh, <laughs> if anyone knows it, we might put it up on Instagram. Boulevard of Broken Flushers. And then the the other only other picture I have up on the back wall of the room there, on the, what I like to call the feature wall, the different color wallpaper. Oh yeah, is um, a picture of me and the band Tin as Lizzie. Oh, they are a uh, Tin Lizzy tribute band. Yeah, Leonard Cohen tribute. What? No, the Tin Lizzy tribute band Tin Lizzy tribute from the Dark, the Dark and right. Drahada. Yeah, and uh, and I used to do a bit of work with them. Actually, as soon as my grad w- was over, when I was doing my grad night, you know the way you do a grad night after the leaving. You mean like a Debs? Oh no, the nice a Deb, a Debs. Yeah, yeah, the Debs. The Debs after the Debs. The day after the Debs, I went off and did two weekends on tour with Tin as Lizzy. Right. And when I say on tour, tipping around all the country, playing places like Clune Fad Ooh. and Mallow. No. And <laughs> did you play Clune Fad? Oh, yeah. The first gig I did with Tennis Lizzie was in Clune Fad. Clune Fad is, is on the Galway uh, Roscommon yeah. border. And, yeah. Uh, Banded country. It, there is, with respect to people who come from Clune Fad, not a whole pile going on in Clune Fad, especially for a Tin Lizzie tribute act to land in. Well, there was marvelous crack that night, I'll tell you. That was my first night with the band. Right. And do you want to know why I remember that so clearly and so well? Mm-hmm. It's because the following morning, we stayed in the B&B somewhere near Clunefad. And the following morning, then we got up, had the breakfast, everything was great. We were driving a big Mercedes-Benz van and we tore off from the bed and breakfast, right? And I was in great spirits. I was out at the buys. You know, I might have even had my first, my first Bulmers that night. Lovely. Age 17, I was ready to go. And um, as we were driving from Clunefad, from the B&B in Clunefad to Toom, we pulled in. Now, people were flashing us. You know, there was cars flashing us and stuff. Okay. So there was horns being beeped at us and everybody was You going, just thought you were pure famous, right? Okay. I was kind of sitting there in the back of the crew cab going, this is unreal. <laughs> I tell you, I, now I'm living, I'm in a right rock band touring the roads of Ireland. I felt like T.R. Dallas. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> we were tipping in anyway. We pulled in in June anyway and pulled over into an old filling station to get a drop of diesel to get us all the way down to Mallow because we're heading to Mallow the following night. Mm-hmm. What do you think did we notice as we got out of the van? Only that, no, someone... Someone who should remain nameless forgot to close the back door of the van. Huh. It yeah. was a rolly door. It was one of them rolly because oh, it was a big Mercedes yes. Benz van. Yes. And they had left the rolly door up and there was two uh, drums in cases just perched on the back. Just sitting there. And nothing fall hadn't off? fallen off. No way. Only one item fell out. What was this? And that was the bass guitar belonging to Johnny the Fox or Johnny Conlon. Oh no. Uh, he was he was the lead singer of the Lizzie. He, he was, was the Phil Linnett in the back. Phil Linnett, yeah. And his 1979 Fender Precision Bass, which, by the way, for you, those of you who are not into guitars, is worth a small fortune. Yes. And it was the most gorgeous guitar I'd ever seen in the world ever. Mm-hmm. It was gone. And did he get it back? We went back. We drove all the way back to the bed and breakfast in Clunefad and not a sign of it on the road. Oh, Do you no. want to know why? Why? Some enterprising little fecker driving behind the van, seeing this case fall off, Hopped out of the car, threw it in the boot, and it's somewhere sitting somewhere in that banded country around Clunevad. Let's go guess it. What do you mean, let's go guess it? We'll knock every door. We, what, it was no need. We'd reported to the guards and everything. There wasn't a hope of finding it. Ah, but you're right. This goes straight to the, the top. Lads. This goes straight to the top. The guards do nothing. 
They have you no think interest. that if we had a local in that we would have found it? They have no interest in helping the 1979 Precision Base get found again. That base yeah, does not I... want to be found by the law, Ray. It wants to be found by Kendi, Raybo, Johnny, and a whole lot of us. And we tip down, man. We knock every door around Clunfad. I know people around that area, Ray. Do you? Now, we'll knock that door and every door, I mean, and yeah. we will find that be... Precision Base. Would you be kind of easy going with them going, hey, I just don't know, do you remember back in 2001, uh, a base went missing on the roads of outside Chew? Would you have seen it? Is that what you're talking about? No, we'd play good cop, bad cop. <laughs> right, okay. So you land in with that. You, you're you like the, sorry, we're just looking for a bit, and I'll boot in the window while you're chatting to them. <laughs> And search the house without a warrant. I'll search the house without... I don't need a warrant, Ray. I told you, the law This the law won't deal with this, Ray. We have to go deal with this. I'm going to be go. booting in back doors. Okay. So if you... Listen, if you're listening now and you have that base, if you don't want yeah. your mammy's back door getting booted in, right? Yeah. Get on to us now and let us know because we're going down. We're booting in back doors in soon fads. Do you know what be awful funny? Come on. And I'm just sitting here and I'm thinking now, besides the fact that I'm also just thinking um, that your name is Mark Kennedy and we only just spoke about uh, John F. Kennedy and I'm wondering is there any relation that just shows you where the mind is going. <laughs> but my point is to you, Jaxie, imagine if someone was listening to this podcast and, and all of a sudden we tell this story and they're sitting there in the bedroom looking at the same fender precision that they found back in 2001, all 19 years ago, and they're going, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, if if I could talk to that person, right? I don't think there's any need you to, well, you could talk to him after I've finished talking to him. Yeah, I'll be back. Huh? I'm going to say to you that if you want to return the base to us, right, you can send it to Buzzy's townhouse, <laughs> 26 Chapel Street, that's Buzzy's townhouse, yep. and we will make sure it gets safely back to its owner and there'll be no more said or done about it, right? No. Because of the fact that we just appreciate to get it back. It's sentimental value to young Johnny and we'd appreciate to get it back. And in fairness, I'd feel like then a little bit less guilty because I, I tell you, it kind of looked like looked like I was the bad luck woman. Because my first night with the band, next thing the bass goes missing. They forget to close the door. Ray, no? I don't think you can say fairer than that. That's what I'd say now. What would you say to them? I would say if you have that bass guitar, you may batten down the hatches, get into the dungeon, build it, because Kendi coming for you now. <laughs> and I'm booting mammies, grannies, and everyone's fannies. And you're next. You know what the sad thing is? It is actually in someone's house because otherwise we would have found it on the side of the road. Someone has it, Ray. Someone has it, like. It's a shocking thing that there's someone with that kind of morality in the Western region. Well, someone out there now, if they are listening, they're now going, I always knew this day would come. Yeah, or if they know the person that all of a sudden acquired a fancy bass with a mirrored scratch plate. Mm. I'll tell you. No. So talk if you do talk know, there is nothing wrong with being a dirty old rat. So get on to us if you know that your best friend <laughs> has that guitar for the last 19 years. And I promise yeah. you, we're not looking to do anything dangerous to just tell us nothing will come of us. <laughs> Would we do a cash reward? Huh? Would we do a cash reward? The cash reward, we're going to two fivers. If you I'll tell you what we'll do, we'll do a crazy white hag beer if you give it back to us. A crazy white <laughs> hag beer if you can find that yeah. bass guitar. Yeah. Absolutely. Or if you give us any information that leads to the discovery yeah. of that. Yeah. This has been a marvellous episode of Crime We are Call. going to put up uh, a picture of what the base should look like now, 19 years on. <laughs> so you great. can get a gist of, you know, what it's you should exactly be looking for. It's exactly the same, for. you bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> Madeline McGann we're talking about here. <laughs> Four times the size it was before. 
big monster oh, bears. It would have it grown. Won't be a double bears. Yeah, it would have grown about uh, about twenty we'll, inches. We'll put up a picture of a big slappy double bears. We will, and yeah. that's what it looked like that's now. Nineteen years on. Down, Nineteen years <laughs> on. We're finding that fucking thing, Ray. I hope so. Well, the only other thing about that picture is I'm wearing some very questionable O'Neill's white tracksuit bottoms. Oh, this now. You're thinking, ah, Ray, don't worry about that because it was 19 years ago. But ladies and gentlemen, listeners of the Kendi Rainbow podcast, I've known Ray for about 10 years and I have known him to wear them in recent times. No, you White don't. O'Neill. Stop it. Stop it. No, White because O'Neils. two years after that picture was taken, there was some gigs happening in Balna and some people that I was in college with, right? Okay. Came down to the gigs in Balna. We did some gigs in Balna. They were good crack gigs. Noel, Noel Kenny will remember this now. There was some bands that he was in. Uh, mm-hmm. Called um, Sketches and who was it? The band Tarantino. No, it was before Tarantino. All right. Out of order, the name of the band was. Speaking of out of order, we want to find <laughs> that base. Okay. But no, what happened was <laughs> a bunch of my friends from college came down, and one of them was a girl. Okay. Her name was Sandra. She was from Fingless. Right. She was a hardy girl now. In fairness to her. <laughs> <laughs> she was out with the lads. You know, she was one of the lads. You know. And they decided coming home from the pub in Balnad, they decided to do a little swimming because they were staying abroad out in a hostel about two miles outside town. Swimming so when they were walking, I don't know, this does not end well for most people, but they decided to do a bit of swimming in the moy. Now, they were very lucky that the moy was at low tide and there was no danger. Yeah. They went skinny dipping in the swimming oh. and she landed out, the, yeah, she landed out and I drove out after and I found a whole lot of them like drowned rats. So I lent her my white O'Neill's uh, Taxi bottom. I never seen them again. <laughs> but you got a pair very similar to that since. Oh, sorry, you're taking a maybe white Nike uh, taxi bottom. Yeah, you're the very similar. They're the ones. You remember the Alan O'Neills with the zip down the side, lads? That's yeah. what he's talking about. They were the originals, who which yeah. ended up in Sandra's house in Finkless. Well, listen. Shout out to Sandra. Listen, Sandra, we're not going to come after you heavy. If you know where the O'Neills tracksuit are. <laughs> I'm we'll put up a picture of what they look like now. <laughs> <laughs> if you know where race my tracksuit on deals are, we're going to put up a picture of what they look like now. Oh, really? What would they look like now? Oh. They look like they're out of style, that's for sure. <laughs> look like you should be shot wearing them. Sick. Ah, <laughs> uh, now the Nike, the white ones you're talking about, the Nike white ones that I have. Now I put them in a drawer where you can't find them if you know what I mean. Right, <laughs> I, you can't, can, I can't be seen wearing them. Only now. you know where they are. Yeah, and oh. I won't be taking them out anytime soon. <laughs> Ray, that's a marvelous crack. Aye, come here. I tell you one thing. Um, I, you know, DSB. Yeah. Do you pay DSB? Electric Ireland is it called. We do what they call now, Ray, prepay. Guess where? We have a little box you know at the side of the house. And yeah. between myself and Nicola, she does go out and she does top it up. <laughs> between yourself and herself, she would go out. She would go out and top it up. Right. And, and what, do you put a few coins into or something? No, it's not like it all be her in the hall, the local hall. Like, shame it's through two yards there, there's indoor soccer ads nice and seven. Do you know that way? Not and, like a payphone. Yeah. Hello, or a parking the, meter. Yeah. The table tennis crew were coming down at eight this evening, Seamus. Will you go down and put four quid in that joke? It's not like that, is it? You just, you know, you do it on an app on your phone. You tap it up and then oh, you, you okay. just bang in the code, you know? So that's why Nicola has to go out and put in the code? Yeah. Yeah, she puts right. in the code, yeah. Okay. That's what we do, yeah. That's what she does. So you prepay? Prepay, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what we do in our house. Mm-hmm. We push it forward as much as possible. <laughs> you don't pay. 
There's a big well, difference between fairness, prepay when I say and don't we, pay. When I say we, I have to I have to very much specify the fact that it was entirely me. Okay. Because I love I love debt. <laughs> love oh, debt. <laughs> one of Ray's favorite things about money is that he uh, doesn't want us. Hasn't got us. He hasn't got us. Doesn't want us. No. If, if you give so, Ray, if you give Ray McAndrew money, lads, he, he'll just spend it instantly. Because I'm such a I have such a fondness for debt, I I try and find it any way I can. Mm-hmm. So a couple of years back, I realized that the Electric Ireland offered a thing where you can kind of postpone the payment of a bill. Oh, you always so I, find that stuff. You be chanting like, and I go, "How would you do that?" Well, I found this loophole in the. It turns out you can pay it in forty years. So you're unreal at that, like. Yeah, and you know something? If it was three hundred now, it'd be eight hundred and forty years time. That kind of thing. <laughs> it's grand. The, and I go, "That's way better yeah, value." I don't the, worry about it in forty years time. The interest rate's only about seventy percent. Like it's not bad now. So what I've done is I pushed it down. Do you know who hates me? Future Ray. He hates me. He's <laughs> <laughs> not my biggest fan at yeah, all. But that's but anyway, his, so that's what you can do is, about. Electric Island anyway, they said that what you can do is you can postpone it. So if you get a bill, right? Mm-hmm. The bill tells you that the money will be taken out of your account in 14 days, right? So I ring them up and I says, I don't want to pay it in 14 days. I want to pay it uh, in eight weeks time, <laughs> which is the most you can push it out. You can push it out eight weeks. Okay. But I've got into this, what some people would call a horrible cycle. I call it marvelous. It's like roulette. <laughs> Every time I get a bill, I have the, the clock starts ticking. <laughs> I, 24. They, just, they do say, yeah, it's like 24 with Kiefer Sutherland. <laughs> But I do get this bill and they always send it to me in the middle of the night. So I do have these kind of flashbacks a couple of days after I get the bill that I got the bill on Tuesday night. Do you know? Oh, it's an awful And I go, right. I'm, I must remember now to ring the ESP because the only way you can postpone it for eight weeks, you have to ring them. Okay. So I'm very much used to ringing them. I so hate I ring doing them. that. <laughs> but the problem is, I know, yeah, but the problem is that you don't, if you don't ring them within about six to eight days, the direct debit has already gone. And then you're screwed. You can't get it back, yeah. And then, then I'm up shit creek. But normally I can do it. But this particular time, obviously, I had to ring them. The BSB will come in there a couple of days back. And I rang the Electric Ireland man. And I got through. And I said, how's it going? My usual spiel. How are you? How are you going? It's me again. How are it's things? me again. I'd like to postpone my bill as I normally would do. Yeah. And your man says, that's no problem at all. I will do that for you now. Can I get your account number? Right? Right. Now, one thing I noticed as I was talking to him. It was extremely quiet where he was. I'm very used to ringing Electric Ireland. And I can tell you, there's always a hustle and bustle yeah, of all the other in the yeah. world ringing with genuine financial difficulties, trying to postpone their bill. Mm-hmm. There was none of that sound. Was- so after I organized the eight-week postponement, I says to your man, I says, can I ask you an odd question? And he goes, go on. I says, are you working from home? <laughs> right. And he says, I am! <laughs> the man was delighted. Go ahead. He was delighted that I'd spotted it. And I ended up having a good 10 minutes of a conversation with him about how he found working from home. I, right. And how do how does an ESB worker find working from home nowadays? So, Well, I'll be honest with you. It's, in India, it's a lot easier to sit in the house than it is to get on the, you know, the train and then another bus and another train and another bus. Yeah. So he was actually delighted with this. Oh, delighted. And come here, Ray. You he are, wasn't in India. He wasn't, <laughs> no, wasn't in India. I was wondering where you were going to question me there. I was going to ask you The man sent the above and Tala delighted with himself. <laughs> but come here. You're postponing your bill all the time. So are you just, you've got yourself in a cycle of... I'm in a cycle of perpetual debt. Yeah. And is there a way out of that? Oh, yeah. If you had money and you could pay it off, it'd be grand. All oh, right. Okay. That's the only way out. 
Jaxie, this was a very long, rambling, arduous episode. I don't know. I'm de- we'll definitely pull something out of it. I'd say pull as little as you want out of it, Ray, because people <laughs> will just want to listen to the shy talk. We're giving, we're right. giving you everything. Oh, anyway, the big news to finish up the podcast. Go on. Something dropped today, Jaxie. You okay. know it as well as I do. Huh? Something dropped. Big, big news. Wait. Yeah. You dropped weight. I didn't dro- No, no. <laughs> I said something dropped. Not yeah, me. Your weight. Like, okay. What, no, what I'm talking about is Buzzy Ganyan. <gasps> Give us the sneak peek. Did you get the sneak peek? I got the sneak peek. Yeah. Do you think he'll you mind have it there, have you? Do you think he'll mind? I, I think he, I think he slipped it to us, especially because we play it on this week's podcast. Oh, I'll tell you one thing. This is a sneak peek. Of Buzzy Ganyon. Anyone who doesn't know Buzzy Ganyon, if you're new to the podcast, Buzzy Ganyon was a big star back when we started the podcast. He was in hibernation there for a while and he came out and told us about what he was doing. He says, what was it? He said, beetroot. Yeah. Beetroot. That's what gets rid of the pony virus. He's trying to find a cure, an antidote. Besides trying to find an antidote to the pony virus, he has also written his new single. Mm -hmm. Now, his first single was what? Uh, I'll see you there. I'll see you there. Then the second single was, single, the second single, uh, the second single was I'll, I'll definitely, definitely see, see you there. there The third single Which came out only a couple of weeks back And was a marvellously big hit Up around the Ruski region Was I'll definitely see you there This time That's right Which leads me to believe That there was a fair bit of disappointment In the second single Right And now we have A complete departure From his usual style Oh he's gone full Bob Dylan He's gone full He's gone numbers yeah. He's playing numbers now He's gone in the numbers game They're running around in his head He's coming up yeah. with some genius stuff We have a couple of seconds of it Yeah and um, we're going to play it twice Because you need to hear it twice It's I so tell you what Give them the first whirl of it there now Jackson. Really? What about that? That man doesn't like the doesn't like six. He can't. Don't talk to him about six. No, five is where it is, right? <laughs> That's where it's at. That's where it's Buzzy at. Buzzy can do it in five. Why would he want to be looking at six? There's people out there trying to do it in six. Buzzy has it done in five. <laughs> Play it again, huh? Play it again. You can do it in six, but you can get it all done in five. That's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. I mean, look, we'll hopefully have the full single for you very soon. Um, that is a genius at work. You're you're lucky you heard it here first in the Kenny Rabo podcast, lads. Yeah, apparently there'll be more of that. Now, I asked him for more of it. He said, that's all you ever get. <laughs> 14 seconds of goodness. Uh, <laughs> listen, we hope you enjoy the extended version of the well, podcast this week. I hope now people enjoyed our attempt at, at working remotely with each other. Yeah, it wasn't remotely interesting, but your luck. <laughs> Have you any shout-outs? Um, Jesus, I don't know. <laughs> We'd like to thank Olivia, Darek, Stephen and Shawnee for being good sports. Yep. And most of all, we'd like to thank Isabel for suggesting the, um, the dating content. And also, we'd like to most of all thank Lorraine McDermott for allowing Shawnee B to have fun with us. No. No. And, that's uh, the big shout out there now. That's the big shout out. So look, we'll see you again next week. Um, Ray, fair play to me. And do you know something, Kendi? 
fair play to me. And we, hold on now, we won't see each other. It'll not be next week. Why? You know we're on the fortnights now. What? Oh, yeah. Why? Do you not notice that? No, not really. I thought we are just putting it out when we got a chance. Oh, we could do that too, but we're kind of flip, flipping into the old fortnight buzz. Are you enjoying the fortnight buzz? I am. It's much... It's Because <laughs> you're playing Fortnite and I enjoy Fortnite. <laughs> I thought that lately you were back on the buzz of let's do this all the time now. Oh, no. But Jaxie, it's the middle of a pandemic. Should nothing, neither of us have anything to talk about. Ah, sure. We just talked for two hours there about nothing. I suppose, in fairness, it's amazing Should what you can get done in two hours. Was it two fun. hours? Yeah, it's an Shut hour and We can't say that because it's going to be edited down to about 40 minutes. Yeah, no, and then people will know. Yeah, we're not going to put huh? any of this in. We're obviously not going to put any of this parity in. No, no, this is not. Oh, and as well, just to give a shout out as well, there was a forgotten episode. I meant to say that. Yeah. There was a forgotten episode. We called it 67 and a half. <laughs> episode 67 and a half was recorded before Christmas and it was just 40 minutes of shy talk. And if people are stuck for shy talk in this troubled time, we can hit you up with the link to that forgotten episode if you DM us on the Instagram. Do you hear yeah. me talking like a 12 year old? No. DM us on Instagram <laughs> and we'll show you the link to that forgotten episode it's uh, more forgotten driven episode. talk Jaxie fair play to me and fair play to me good luck good luck